0: Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now, up to to bat, bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Boone. Today on the program, I sit down with a two-time World Series champion. Three times in his career as a member of the 30-30 club, and this summer he'll be inducted in the Mets Hall of Fame ladies and gentlemen Howard Johnson Howard Thanks for coming on the program
1: It's my pleasure Brett and it's good to see you after a lot of years that's awesome
0: It's been a while and you you popped into Seattle for a second yeah. in in uh, I don't know was it 14 15 16 yeah. somewhere in there
1: Yep yep 14 15
0: All right I know you've never talked about this but uh, I want to talk I want to touch on the Mets to open Open the segment. You'll be going in. I believe it's June third this summer. Uh, That's correct. Pretty, yep. pretty awesome. Congratulations again on that. Thank but the you. nineteen eighty six Mets. We've had a few guys on. I had Davey Johnson, who was your skipper of that team. Uh, he was my skipper in Cincinnati in the mid nineties. Uh, we've had Kevin Mitchell on. Uh, one of one of the early guys that kind of helped me when I was a rookie. Kind <clears> of <throat> under his wing, you know, Mitch. Nobody messed with Mitch and, and as long as I was his no. buddy it was, it was great. <laughs> um but that 86 Mets team eh, there's something special about it. People still talk about it to this day that the the real baseball fans all oh, that 86 Mets. Nobody talks yeah. about the 85 Royals. Nobody talks about the 87 Twins, but they talk about the 86 Mets. Why is that team so <laughs> special and, and why is that one of those teams that that Forever people forever talk about.
1: It's a great question. It's good to be on with you and uh talk about this team because it's uh it was an unbelievable group of guys, just well put together by the front office, Frank Cashin, and then uh Davey Johnson utilizing all the guys in the right way. I mean, finding ways for you know, a person like me, a guy came over from Detroit. And I was kind of finding my way in the National League. And now all of a sudden, I'm on another good good team in, with the, the Mets. And Ray Knight was playing third most of the time. So he found a way to use me a lot at shortstop, that kind of thing. Mitch, the same way. He used Kevin Mitchell in the same way. And I mean, just, I mean, he won me over basically because he said he was going to use us, he said he was going to find a way to, for us to fit. And you know, he did it, and I love talking about the team because it was really uh, – collect- I mean, I can't really name – I mean, all of our, all of our starters, we, you know, besides Gooden, you know, Sid, and Darling. I mean, after that, Yo, you know, after that, I'm not sure. It's, we had some bullpen guys, but there was just a lot of, a lot of different parts, you know, a lot of moving parts.
0: It, it was amazing, and a lot of guys from that team went on. Mitch, at the time, he was a role player. You know, yep, ended yep. up being a, a home run champion years later, an MVP. Um, so many guys, Hernandez yeah. and and Doc and Straw and uh, the kid. Awesome. Uh, Lenny Dykstra. I mean, the personalities on that team. There's been movies, books, document- <laughs> documentaries. I mean, it is to this day. Ray Knight, also a skipper of mine that, that followed Davey Johnson in Cincinnati.
1: I almost uh, went to Cincinnati as a free agent. What year? That was in, that was in 94.
0: Yeah. That was my first year over. I got traded from the Mariners and, and we had a pretty good run under Davey. Funny thing about Davey. And, and I don't know how it was. You were a semi young player two years earlier. You won a world series with the Detroit Tigers, but uh, I remember, and you know how it is. Hojo. as a young player, you get through the minor leagues and you get to the big leagues. You just want to prove that you belong. So I'm in Seattle. And finally, You know, I'm with Lou Piniella and we're button heads and it ended up, (laughs) Lou ended up being one of my favorite men of all time, but early going, you know, we almost had it out several times. And I remember that 93 season, second half Lou and, you know, we, we stopped fighting and he kind of just let me go. And I played good the second half of 93. I'm like, finally, yeah, I've kind of, I'm the second baseman now and let's move on with my career. And I get that phone call weekend of the off season. You've been traded to the Cincinnati Reds. Wow. The first thing on my mind is, holy shit. I, now I got to do this again with a new manager and a new <laughs> team. Davey, we did the same thing. I got there and we butted heads. Davey, to this day, might be lose my favorite, but Davey might be the best manager I ever had. He pushed my buttons. And years later, uh, I looked back on it and, and you're yeah. we a, we a veteran player. And I said, now I know what Davey was doing. And he was brilliant like that. And I I talked to him years later about it. And he goes, "Yeah, Brad. He goes, "You didn't know it all as as a young player." I said, "Oh, I, I was far, <laughs> I far from new at all." But uh, how great was that? How good was that team? You I mentioned earlier, you played on the '84 Detroit Tiger team. That's a great mm-hmm. team. Yes, Tram it was. and Whitaker and and Gibby. Lance Par- Gibby, Lance Parrish, a good buddy of mine. Um, compare those two teams.
1: Well. Let me st- let me start start by saying that um uh, my experiences with managing managers were were almost the opposite of yours. So Sparky was the one that was really tough on me. He was very difficult on me. Uh, never really made you feel as a young player like you were part of the you know the nucleus. You were part of the you know, what was happening, even though you were playing a lot. He never really brought you into the fold and made you feel completely hundred percent welcome. That's just the way he was, and I accepted that. And then going to New York was the exact opposite. Davey was more open, like taking me in and knew what buttons to push. I think he used a great phrase right there with, when he, with you, you know, he knows what buttons to push with guys. So, you know, he got the most out of everybody and the teams were similar in a way offensively were stacked, both teams, uh, you know Gibson, uh, Hernandez is probably a better three hitter than Gibby was. Um, you know Carter and uh, Lance Parrish, those two guys probably equal power. Um, at the top, though, you know you've got you've got Whittaker. You know you got Trammell. Those two guys kind of drove everything for offense. And uh, with the Mets, you know we had Backman, Dykstra. You know myself was up there periodically. So it different different parts. And, I don't know, Davey just did a great job. I mean, Mookie was a, was a big part of that as well. So there was a lot, of, a lot of moving parts. I think with the Mets, we platooned a lot more than we did with the Tigers. Tigers, Sparky just put a lineup out there. Uh, he platooned at third with me, Marty Castillo, Tommy Brickens, a few other guys. But uh, I think the Mets was more of a platoon at second base, platoon at third, platoon at shortstop at times, platoon in the outfield, center and left. And so you have a lot of similarities in that way.
0: Talk about Davey pushing buttons. He did. I mean, the one thing I really appreciated and come to came to appreciate about Davey was you never knew what kind of game you had. And and I was always appreciative of this because this game is so hard and it's so oh. hard to hit. And it's easy to walk around with your chest pumped out when you just went three for four with a three run jack. Yep. But I'm talking about those times where you're having a rough day and you're 0 for 4 and you punched out twice and you left a runner on third with less than two outs. Those times. And, and yep. all us hitters out there, we know what that feels like. I really appreciated Davey because I'd walk by him in a time like that when I just had a shitty game, let's be honest. And he would not <laughs> let me know. that Because we all, especially as young players, we care what the skipper thinks. Absolutely. You know, when he gives us a look, we can be as tough as we want as athletes and say, oh, we don't really care what people think we're doing. I'll tell you what, we do care. And especially as a young player, you need that kind of assurance that, hey, it's going to be okay. Davey was awesome at that. And and on the flip side, I could have one of those big games uh, where you go out and, and you win the game uh, in the ninth. You walk it off. Davey would never – he might give you that little smile, like, you know, <laughs> oh, and it. a subtle wink, like <laughs> – good job kid but it was (laughs) never over the top you're the greatest and then when you're bad you stink and that's what i i really appreciated about davy i I thought he was awesome at it
1: yeah he was really good about that um you know he so he knew i was coming from detroit which is a little different scenario and so i think he sensed right away i kind of i knew davy from before i got there um back in clearwater florida when he was in Philadelphia and I met him earlier at a couple baseball camps. So we kind of knew each other a little bit. And, um, so it kind of felt like we had, we had some camaraderie already, but Davey would definitely push buttons, man. Even, even the guys that he, he treated like really, really well. I mean, he would push straw. He would push Keith. He pushed them all push kid, you know, but in the same time when he was in private, you know, he may, he may push you a little bit differently, but you know, at, in a team setting, he only had two rules: be on time and don't show him up. And that's it. Or the ball club up, don't show it up. And you probably heard the same thing in Cincinnati when you were over there. But that's that's just the way the way it was. And Davy Davy was, I want to say the pl- term players managers thrown out there a lot. You know, probably too much. And but he was a truly a players manager. He he gave he knew what was going on. He knew how hard the game was. Like you said, he never really, you know, threw it in your face. Like, why didn't you do this or that? He just let you play. And when the team was going, especially when the team was going, you, you know what, even when the team was going bad, he would go b- walk to the back of the plane with that smile on his face, you know, a couple of cocktails in and everybody just loved it. You know, it's just, he was like, okay, I'm one of you guys. We're going to, you know, we're fine. We're good. And so that's what uh, that's what guys gravitated to, I think, and that's that's why he's so successful. All
0: right, take me through it. Mm-hmm. Game six, yes, and 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 this is kind of one of the one of the reasons. Let's be let's be honest. The reason the eighty six is the eighty six match, it's not that you won the World Series; it's how you
1: correct. Won it. It's how you win it,
0: and it's it's game six, and we're in the. I think it's the tenth. You had entered earlier as a pinch hitter. You're playing yep. short. Yep. And you go in, you're down two. Now we're down two. Fresh set. We got three outs here. Okay. Now all of a sudden, you don't have three outs. You got you got one out left. Yeah. How quiet was Shea? Where were you when that started? You're two outs. You're one. You're, you're <laughs> one out away from elimination. All of a sudden, oh, base hit. Oh, base hit. Night flares went into center field, and you're cooking. But what was the sense? And, and be honest with me. Two yeah. outs. I know as players, hey, we're gonna still get them. You know that's the thing to say. But what's what's your true feeling going on? Where are you? Where
1: are you when it all starts? So, going back to your first uh, observation, this is the way we won. So even in Houston, those games were very dramatic and kind of set the stage. We 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 lost the first two at home to Boston. Had to go on the road and win twice, which we did. We knew we were going to do that. And then coming back home, we're we're facing elimination. And I just remember I was in the dugout, so we're down by two. You know, Hendu hits a home run, you know, puts him ahead, and we're like, because he hit the big home run against Anaheim or California Angels in the play their playoffs, right? Their ALCS. And so he kind of did it, did it again. And so I'd be lying to you if I said I knew we were gonna get him because I that's that's not true. the 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 way it was in the dugout was very quiet. Um. But everybody was like almost in disbelief. Like I kept, I remember I was telling Dykstra, he was standing right next to me. I said, "Lenny, I can't believe it's going to end this way. It can't end this way. There's no way it can't." And Carter was going back and forth. He was the third hitter, right? So he's going back and forth in the dugout, grabbing guys by the by the collar, and pulling them right into his face. You know, and kid never swore, and he was dropping you know some swear words and stuff in there. And we're like, I'm like, man, this guy, he's I don't either. He's t- trying to convince me or he's trying to convince himself one way or the other, but it was a great message. I mean, so he went up there and you could see that fight in him. Uh, you said two outs. Yeah. We had two strikes on, on kid, maybe, gosh, I don't know, maybe five or six pitches. So there was a lot of, a lot of opportunity for this thing to be over. And uh, you know, he finally gets a base hit the center, f- or kind of left center, a ball that I think might've been caught, If the left fielder was playing a little closer, you're up by two. So, there's I think Jim Rice is in left. There's no reason to play deep when you're up by two. So he was a little bit deep. The ball falls in. Boom, uh, Mitchell base hit. Boom, Knight base hit. All of a sudden, it's just you know things are happening. We got to run in. Uh, You know we have an opportunity to tie the game up with two outs. The the Chiraldi had started the inning. And he couldn't finish. And the Shea crowd, because he used to be a Met, the Shea crowd was just going nuts. So it went from being you know, like a funeral home to all of a sudden it's a party. And everybody's just – the stadium's bouncing up and down. It's ridiculous. They're going, Calvin, Calvin. And you can see he was visibly rattled by the whole thing. So they end up having to take him out. McNamara comes out. They take him out. So I'm up, I'm up fifth that inning. So there's a chance I'm gonna bat. All right. So we've got three guys, we've got two guys on. I run in, Mookie's up. Maybe I was up six or seven. I don't remember, but I was gonna be I could have batted. And so we got runner on third, Mitchell's at third base, Ray's at first base. Mookie's up, and and there's and they bring in Stanley, and there's a wild pitch that ties the game. So yeah, all of a sudden, spurs. right there. That everything, all the pressure went off of us at that point. So I'm on deck now. So I'm up after Moot. And I'm just kind of kneeling down and you know, watching Stanley, kind of getting ready for my bat. I've faced him before, sinker ball guy. Had a good feel what I was gonna try to do. And um, so I'm just watching intently. Mookie's found pitches off. He's dodging wild pitches, everything. And sure enough, you know, that little weak ground ball up first base. And I've seen I've seen this ball take bad hops before because at third base was kind of the same thing. The grass was a little chewed up always at third. the dirt was a little chewed up always. It's not like it is now like it's a pool table now, but back then it wasn't. yeah and so I saw I saw the ball kind of take a weird hop on Buckner and he had those uh he had those uh, uh, just a newly invented prototype Nike he high Nike he,
0: he was the first one. Him and then, and then Eric Davis went to him. Yeah. I remember I remember yeah. that was the rave. Yeah. So right.
1: he couldn't move in those things. And so I saw the ball take a hop. I saw him get to it, go to his heels. It just kind of scootered on him, went under the glove. I've seen it a million times. And I just threw my bat up in the air, jumped as lot high as I could, it screamed as loud as I could. And I when I see the video of that thing, Brett, I see my bat go up. There's a video from right field. You can see it all happening. I threw my bat up straight up in the air. I could could have killed somebody but I didn't really care. I was just like this it's over. So Ray comes around pure chaos. We know we're going to win game 7. We know we're going to win game 7 regardless of the situation we're in, we're going to win it. And exactly that's what happened. Down by 3 I think and kind of midway through the game and came back and win. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, you talk about it cuz it was game 6 and people don't realize yep. that. It's like no, that wasn't the end of it. Correct. But as a player and you know you know, as well as I do, there's just feeling when you win something in such a dramatic fashion like that. I mean, it had to be in that clubhouse that day that what we went oh. through right there, there is no way they're beating us tomorrow. I think they did. They jumped out to a 3-0 lead and you, you guys, you came back and pummeled them and, and it was over. Uh, You know, you bring back memories for me right there. I, I completely forgot that they had that huge series, the Red Sox with the Angels. Well, my dad yes. was catch, catching for the oh. Angels. Oh, when that's he, right, when, he was. When Hendu right. hits the big homer, I'm in left field. I'm a kid. I'm like 15 years old, and I remember sitting in a booth. They had dad had a you know a suite or something down the left field line. It was me yeah. and a bunch of my buddies, and I remember we were betting. I said, "How many arm? <laughs> how many hands is my dad gonna hold up when Donnie Moore strikes out Henderson?" <laughs> and next thing you know, head goes deep. Oh my goodness. And that was a game Incredible. six as well. So yeah. that wasn't over. Everybody thinks it ended that. No, there was a game seven. So they, they saw the tails. They were on both sides of unbelievable yeah. comebacks, uh, in it within two series. So yeah, that was, that was, uh, Oh man,
1: I, I just remember watching that. I watched that game on TV and I'm thinking that is unbelievable. And then to see it almost happen, you know, him almost do the same thing to us. And then, uh, you know things happen, but on the flip side, now but down two games to zero after being at home, so the Houston series, you know, took a lot out of us. We go, we we lose the second game. We're walking up the up the tunnel at Shea. It's you know, it's old old Shea Stadium, and the guys, all the guys were instead of being like down and like ready to you know give up, you know, all the guys were at the door. It was like a tra- you know you walk through a train, right? Everybody's high fiving. You know, hey, we're gonna get these guys. We're coming back home, we're gonna play. Nobody doubted the fact that we were gonna win twice in Boston. I mean, everybody just knew I knew we were going to. It just it was a fact. And Davey even said so. I says, Hey, we're coming back, you know. And so it was just uh, man, it's just a belief. And then I just give a lot, I give a lot of credit to Kid because in the face of all that, I, I like to say that I would be up there fighting like him but I don't know. I, I, I've not been in that situation, you know, quite like that. And, um, the fact that he was able to do that and almost will it, and then it caught fire. It was like that spark that next thing you know, it's a forest fire. That's exactly the way it felt. It was so quick and so fast and so sudden that, um, I'll just never going to forget that whole, that whole, uh, 10th inning, no chance.
0: In the city of New York, uh, Parade the whole thing. It had to be unbelievable. Yeah, doing it, doing, crazy, it there, doing it there. You know, it's. I never got a chance to play there. I loved coming in as a visitor. I just loved the atmosphere. It just anytime I walk into you know a Yankee state, I you know where you're at. Shea, I'll tell you what, I couldn't stand Shea. Because
1: I, <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I, I,
0: didn't, I didn't hit that. I didn't hit that well there, and and then I had the planes flying over, but. uh
1: but you could rake in Cincinnati, boy. <laughs>
0: Cincinnati, I loved. I oh loved Yankee God. Stadium, but shay, I didn't. I didn't care for it. And we always, as as hitters, that's all we care about. We don't care how nice the city is, how beautiful the ballpark yeah. is. How many How many hits do I get here,
1: dude? I'm telling. Listen, to this Booney. I'm telling you, this is the truth. So, I think we were you were playing us your first your first game in the big leagues. What year was that? What was your first call up?
0: My first call was '92.
1: Okay, 92. So you're playing the Mets and, and it was in Cincinnati, and you hit a walk-off homer to right center. Maybe to beat us.
0: Maybe. Well
1: I'm pretty you sure know, was I, your first game.
0: I, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't be saying maybe because I should remember that. Like because I didn't hit like a ton of walk-off homers.
1: <laughs> Dude, you hit a bullet right center, just a line drive. I'm like, damn, that's got some juice on it.
0: It's funny it too. You, you talk about you talk about uh Buckner and, and the fields and it, when believe me, for those of you listening to the Boone podcast, we're not complaining about big league fields because we came up in a time oh, where yeah. the, you want to talk about fields, go play in <laughs> low a low A ball in the in the eighties, exactly uh, compared to what they're playing in now. But yeah, Shea was tough. Wrigley Field was I loved playing at Wrigley because I loved hitting there grass
1: the grass defense, I loved hitting Wrigley too. It was good
0: defense though. There were lips everywhere. You go out yeah. to Wrigley in two thousand twenty three. Like you said, perfect. Everything's perfect. Kind of, yeah. They they bulldozed that thing and they've leveled it, and it and it yeah. looks really good right now. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.